0: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. I'm your host, Robert Gerrish. Flying Solo is an Australian online community and home to stacks of free resources, discussion forums, professional development tools, and a whole lot more. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Today's guest is the often outspoken writer and trainer, Kate Toon. I'm sure a number of people listening to this will will be familiar with you. And if not, um, certainly by the end of this, um, they'll, they will, I'm sure, be inspired to go and um, seek you out and find out more about you. But, you know, you're prolific, I would say. You know, you, you write a great deal. You pop up on social networks a great deal. Articles that you've written for us on Flying Cello have had the most astonishing um, kind of levels of uh, of interaction and comment, so is there a, is there a strategy here at play or how do, what's your approach you're clearly not someone who's who's um, who's frightened to um, speak up about what you feel strongly about
1: well i mean i'd like to say that I have some you know super intelligent strategy behind everything, but the truth is that i i, I don't really um, i I do make a lot of lists and have a lot of intentions to have a structured approach to my marketing and my you know my blogs and my forums but generally it's more uh, emotion driven I guess or or passion driven if I feel strongly about an issue or if I feel very enthusiastic about a subject matter I dive in you know
0: right but uh, being a being a writer and being a someone who's um, certainly a natural marketer whether or not you've trained as a marketer I don't know but you know certainly someone who's very natural at it um, It never strikes me that, um, you know, anything that I've seen already, it always seems to be considered. So you dive in, but I get a sense there's a bit of pausing going on before you write and press send. Is that right?
1: I think think there is to a degree, and I'm I'm very lucky to have the use of a great uh, proofreader and editor. I've got a couple of people that I use, um, and often and also I sometimes get my mum and dad to read my articles (laughs) before I post them even though I'm a 40 year old woman Um, and often they're like hey you know do you really want to say that or is that a bit extreme and sometimes I will then temper it but other times I will let it go and I think you know in forums I'm very much about if I would say that to another person and have no qualms about saying it face to face then I'm happy to say it in a forum and to stand by what I've said you know so um as long as I'm not mortally offending anybody I'm I'm, mm. I'm fine with what with what I put out there
0: okay so you're definitely so then whilst there may not necessarily well there is I, I guess what you have said there there is a degree of pausing but you're clearly doing that um that very sensible action which is thinking would I say this to somebody in real life but when you when you sit there with a you know a blank sheet of paper um or you're planning your uh, perhaps your Facebook post for the day or for the week um, how do you how do you come up with the kind of themes? What's your what what makes it onto your onto your blank sheet of paper?
1: Well, I think with Facebook and the social media networks, um, I try and follow a kind of eighty. 80- 20 rule in terms of 80% of what I post is, is not about me. It's about things related to what I do. So copywriting, search engine optimization, usability, that kind of thing. And then 20% of the time I can talk about myself. So I can post a testimonial or I can, you know, reference one of the services I offer. Um, and, you know, I try and post a couple of times a day, um, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. And those are kind of serious, organized, intelligent posts. And then throughout the day, I might post a few sort of, you know, I'm doing this or isn't this funny or look at this picture of a cat falling off something kind of posts, you know, just to break it up a little bit. Um, And those, so I have a sort of, some that are considered and that I write and edit and and seek links and try and make intelligent and other ones that are a little bit more off the cuff. And I think, and and funnily enough, it's the ones that are off the cuff that get the response. Mm. You know,
0: and, and tell me when you when you okay we'll come back to that because I know you've got more to say there yeah. but um <laughs> when you've when you've got these the off-the-cuff ones that get the response um do you see a, a, a sort of measurable um spike in inquiries people that want to work with you I mean how does it how does this all this activity how does it translate into opportunities for you
1: well I mean for a long time I've kind of felt that it hasn't translated and it really i I've been doing it for my own entertainment. I think when you're a soloist sitting in an office on your own all day, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all those kind of areas are a way to just reach out to the universe and have a little bit of human contact. So I've always done it with that in mind, that I enjoy it, that I enjoy the connection I make with people. But then lately, I think maybe it's reached critical mass, I don't know, but um, I have been getting many more inquiries through Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and, and flying solo as well. Mm. Um, and I think it's more that I'm keeping myself top of mind so that when someone says to someone, Oh, I need a copywriter. People go, Oh, there's that girl on on Facebook. Um, she does this. She's quite funny. Kate Toon, Or, um, or I read an article by such and such. I think it's, it's definitely a lot of word of mouth. Mm. Um, so you know, I've never sat down and done any kind of like, chart to measure you know uh quantity of posts versus return on investment no okay i I have a i have a good workflow and i'm i take (laughs) i take the coca-cola approach to marketing that even though coca-cola may be the best known brand in the universe they still spend an inordinate amount of money of marketing themselves because they just want to keep top of mind and they want to keep ahead of their competition and the minute they kind of stop you know someone else will rise up and snap at their tails you know? yeah
0: look and I think that's a that's a great observation and clearly as a as a writer uh, as an SEO writer you know you're you're not alone out there yeah but um what I observe and uh, and I guess you know one of the reasons I'm so delighted to to get you on this podcast is that is that you are very much out there you know as there, it went for a period I think a couple of weeks ago where I I, I couldn't seem to bump into anyone who didn't mention Kate Toon at some point That's awesome. yeah but it, well it is it's kind of nice isn't it but yeah. um it's lovely to hear also that this is not some sort of orchestrated plans marketing strategy this is a, a somewhat a- accidental success that you're enjoying but um but, but I'm so pleased that you are enjoying it so what yeah. you're what you're saying is that you've kind of reached this sort of tipping point with it so does that change things for you now does it you know when the when the light bulb went off that oh hello I'm onto something here does it does it change it for you does your does your plan change
1: um i don't i don't think so no i think i just keep doing more of the same and you know i have to be careful of not oversaturating and doing so much that people think well will she ever shut up and Mm. and stop posting stuff so no i mean there are many things i'd like to do but you know i'm a mum of a four-year-old i only actually work three and a half days a week so i can't actually do more. Unfortunately, mm. you know, maybe when he goes to school, I might be able to capitalize on, on on some of this a little better. But for the time being, I have to just balance it with actually earning money.
0: Yeah. You know, okay. So which, yes, of course. So you've actually got to sell some hours, not just be yes. giving them away, getting involved in things. Exactly. Yeah. So um, if, but is part of your role if someone's coming along or or let me let me actually rephrase this for somebody listening who, who might say well look that's all very well and good but i'm not kate toon you know i can't actually um write about things to in the style that that, that you do what would you say, i mean is this something that somebody can somebody outsource another person to do this or is there a way do you think that you can help um, or that we can help somebody tap into some perhaps unhidden talent that they've got what would you say to those people
1: Well, I mean, although I don't want to do many copywriters out of work, I I really don't think it is something you should outsource. I really do think it should be something. I mean, unless you really feel you have absolutely zero writing ability, zero marketing ability, you know, then, yes, you know, it's just like if you can't. Um, you know, design a web page, there's no point spending weeks and weeks trying to do it yourself but if you feel you, you, you can write a little and you have an inkling that you have something to say, I think it's often just good to spend some time with someone like me or yourself or, or some kind of business advisor just trying to get them to dig out um, some gems. I, mm. I, work, I worked with a bookkeeper recently and she was like "Oh, you know, I'm a terrible writer and I have no ideas and then I talked to her for an hour and within an hour we came up with about Seventy ideas for blog posts, mm. just with her talking. Oh well, I did this. Oh, well, there's a blog post. Or mm. um, you know, and I said, you know, you've got heaps to say, and you have a unique position. What y- you may think, yes, there's seventy other people who are doing bookkeeping in my area, but you're you, and uh, people, well, the people who follow you might not be following the other seventy, and 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 they want to have an insight into your world and how it works, and your stresses and your you know experiences. So I think. I don't, I'm not sure if that answers your
0: question. Well, but. Okay, I, it, it, yeah, look, it, it does, and um, it, it sounds like we might have just discovered another service offering for you. Not that you're necessarily <laughs> looking for it, but um, it, it's interesting. And I, I must say, hearing you say that, it, I totally agree with you. I've, I've recall a number of conversations I've had with people who've kind of said, "Well, look, you know, what's what's different about me? What's unique about me?" But in fact, once you get talking, is it? It's very possible to if you're a good listener and if you're if you're listening for headlines which um I suspect you are and 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 at times I I work like that also you know they are there aren't they but it's the hard thing I think is for somebody who really just doesn't notice them and it's 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 kind of having that ability to notice and one way as you say might be to to book an hour with Kate Toon uh, if you can (laughs) do that but I guess the other thing is is perhaps just for to buddy up with a, a friend or a colleague as well and and um, say, okay, I'm going to talk about what I do, you talk about what you do, and let's both, it's almost like playing the role of a journalist, exactly. isn't it? Listening carefully to what's going on there. Because uh, do you think that everybody has this in, in there somewhere? Every business has this, this kind of, uh, this ability to rattle a few cages somehow, somewhere?
1: I do, and I, I think I wrote a blog recently about, how oh, no business is boring, you know, and mm. I, again, I worked with another business recently, that, on the surface of it, you know, looked very straightforward. Um, uh, one of your, one of the members of Flying Solo, actually, uh, Logica. And mm-hmm. d- then when I dug deep into what they actually did, you know, they were forensic scientists. They sort of, <laughs> they'd, they, they'd worked with like, you know, developing uh, herpes treatments and, right. and, and examining flip-flops for, 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 you know, contaminants and stuff. You know, they've were they done these <laughs> amazing jobs, but they'd never talked about them. Mm. And, and they were really interesting people, but they were hiding it behind this veneer of, of sort of, very corporate seriousness so I do think I think it's having the confidence Um, I think confidence is a huge factor everyone's like I'm not interesting enough no one wants to hear about me you know I don't want to put myself out there because what the hell will happen if I do you know it could be bad it could be this and so people are too frightened to kind of reveal anything about themselves but if if they don't then they're just vanilla and yes. They're not interesting and they're just like everybody else. So you have to give a little to get a little I think. Mm.
0: I think that's uh, very sage advice and I, I think that's, that's absolutely right And I, but I say I guess the real challenge for, for people who perhaps don't have that confidence is bringing that to the fore and I think this could be a an incident where or a situation where we're spending a bit of time with you or someone like you know i don't want to turn this into a sales call no. but or, or you know, using, using,
1: using the flying so- solo forum and reaching yeah, well, out to someone there yeah. and saying hey look I, is anybody here willing to have what you just said like a, a business mm-hmm. brainstorm with me and we'll you talk about your business for half an hour i'll talk about my business for half an hour and at the end of it we'll see if we can come up with some ideas just not just for content but just well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of doing that? You know, I think there should be a lot more of that. And I think, again, a big part of what I do in terms of sort of being loud and and opinionated Mm. is I reach out to my competitors a lot. uh, And I ask for their opinions. Mm. And sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. But I take it on the chin because... You know, I get so much from that by asking a fellow copywriter, "What would you do?" Mm. Um, I, I learn heaps, so it's worth putting myself out there for that.
0: Yeah, look, I must say, I think the way that you embrace competitors um, is 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 so fascinating, and I'd love to delve into that a little bit because I, I think yeah. I'm right in saying that you run you run a, a little discussion group as well, do you not, for, with other uh, professional writers?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a, a public one on on Google. Uh, which is called the Australian Copywriters Forum, right. where, and I also have a smaller one, which is just, you know, a group of uh, uh, copywriters who I, I've met over the years on, on digital formats like Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we share. In rates, we share issues, uh client problems, you know we 're very open with each other, and it's been hugely helpful because there's this terror as well that everyone else is doing better than you, that no one else has the same worries that you do, but everyone does mm. everyone's sweating the same issues, <laughs> even the people who look i've had people come to me in that group and say, "Oh you know i've been following you and you look like you're so confident in what you're doing. And when, you, you know, when I admit, well, no, I'm not all the time, and, and I worried about that, and that stressed me out. They're like, oh, God, what a relief. Yes. You know?
0: <laughs> so when you, how many people do you have in, in, in those groups? How many I mean, they're just
1: growing. I only started the, uh, the, the one the other week. I've got about 170 in the Google one, because wow. I think a lot of people are quite nervous about Google+, and they're quite scared of it. Wow. Um, but it's awesome, and you have to get on there. It's, it's, it's a great... Great place to be, um, and then my little secret sort of one is just about twenty or so um, copywriters who are kind of buddies. You know, right. Okay. So when all.
0: you and when you st- let's maybe look at the smaller one for yeah. for a moment. Yeah. So when you decided to set that up, your your, from what you've said, your main sort of rationale for starting it was that to give yourself a bit of a support network and just to kind of check in from your perspective, does everybody feel like me if they've got the same sort of issues? But how, when you first approached, what was your initial approach? How did you... How-
1: well, I think I was having similar conversations on Twitter with some people already, so that was where I first went to find people. And um, Some people were so open to it straight away. Um, and you know, really wanted to join, and others to this day still haven't uh, taken the plunge. And now we've closed the group, so they've missed their chance. <laughs> but you know, I, I've, I've actively openly approached so many copywriters just by typing in Copywriter Sydney and going, Hi, I'm a copywriter, I'd love to connect with you, blah blah blah. Very many people have been very guarded and, and sort of terrified, but about mm-hmm. 50% of people have been open, so it's been hit and miss. And I just haven't, you know, been upset by anybody who doesn't want to because. That's their that's their call, you know. Yeah, sure. uh, I think the ones that are in the group are kind of so relieved that they made the choice because it's so helpful, you know. Mm. So again, being brave and so and you know not being frightened fright, frightened of rejection. I think.
0: Yeah, and have have you had any competitive issues that have popped up within the discussions or not?
1: Not in our little group. I have mm. over the years have had I've had copywriters. Send me hate mail, and I've I've recently had another (laughs) uh, SEO type person completely copy whole chunks of content off my website, which is an interesting uh, um, issue. Mm. Um, So yes, you know, I've opened myself up. These things happen, and uh, I think in the early days, I was quite affected. By it um but now i just kind of am a bit more like yeah whatever you know
0: yeah and i guess look the thing is if if you're going to lead with your chin to an extent and if yes. you're going to um speak up about things this is this is uh, if you're not rattling a case and you're not doing it right anyway are you to, you to are. a large
1: extent but it does it is hard sometimes i mean the recent post you mentioned on the site where i got lots and lots of comments mm. you know it did it did to some degree feel a, a bit like a, an attack and and, and yeah. you know you do this there's, there's a bit of you that goes Oh, leave me alone you know Um, but then there's the other half of you that goes well everyone's entitled to their opinion I'm just going to answer the queries rationally and and move on and you know um, as you said you know obviously I rattled a few cages and I got a response and Mm. You know, some of it's good and some of it's bad. Yeah, you know.
0: look, I, so it is very, and, and as a um you know the, the sort of managers of our of, of our forum,
1: yeah, you know,
0: I must say what's what's very interesting, and we of course little ding dongs happening there and big ding dongs yes. happening there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so often what happens that we observe is that is that we you know we hear of, or we can see that there's some flare up going on, and we'll go into a little sort of flying solo huddle and say, <laughs> okay, how are we going to handle this? What should we do? What's the best response? Who, you know, how do we need to 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 you know ease this and make it more comfortable for everybody? And whilst we're sitting here faffing around talking about strategies and plans and how, what we're going to do, nine times out of ten, the forums, the, the community has answered the, answered it themselves.
1: Exactly, you know, itself, some itself.
0: wonderful person has come in and said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." what's going on here you know yeah. you need to do this you need to do that and the saying the kind of things that frankly we don't want to be saying yes, or we exactly. can't say as well as somebody who's and I'm sure that must happen with you also but for people listening then I guess for you know business coaches perhaps or graphic designers would you say just get started on your own little group I mean is it it sounds like you you've benefited hugely from it.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely would. I definitely would try and, you know, maybe at first even just one other person who's in exactly the same role as you, reach out to them and, and go for a cup of tea and, and have a chat, and then after that widen the circle a little. Um, you know, I think there's lots of networking groups, and they're great, but often, you know, you're sat there with an accountant and, and a graphic designer, and a, and they don't really understand the unique issues that your business faces Mm -hmm. and the only way you're going to find someone who understands that is by some you know approaching a competitor Mm -hmm. um so as long as you kind of approach it very openly and and you know there's no commitment there's no you know financial obligation i'm just saying hey i'm another designer Mm -hmm. you're a designer i love your work i wondered if you'd like to have a chat about stuff and the other great thing that comes out of it is always there's opportunity for more work because often i get inquiries that I can't handle and I hand them out to other copywriters and vice versa. So if I didn't do that, I would just be like, sorry client, I'm too busy, but now I'm able to help my client by saying, I'm too busy, but here are five other people that could help you. Mm -hmm. So it actually brings in more business and um, not less you know you're not undermining yourself you're actually enhancing yeah, your you're increasing
0: the size of the yeah the plots, exactly
1: exactly yeah
0: fantastic well look going, just going back just as we sort of close up to our initial topic how yeah. speaking out helps work flow in so certainly what i've kind of gathered from our talk today is that Um, whilst it wasn't a um, a, a sort of strategized you know heavily thought through plan it's (laughs) clearly something that's worked you've got to a point where um, regularly talking not being afraid to speak up embracing your competitors has certainly now starting to work quite well for you and that there, there is work flowing in so where do you, where might this go next do you think you're very on top of what's going on with social networks and what's generally happening online do you see a particular path for you or do you observe how things are um, sort of shaping up within the um, social media world do you, do you see anything tantalizing and exciting particularly ahead for you
1: well, I think, you know, I like to call it like the cult of personality, which is a bit of a, a wanky phrase for the fact that, um, you know, most businesses now definitely have a clear figurehead, a clear person who they use as their voice. You know, Google has Matt cuts and, you know, uh, every business seems to have a, a, a head, a, a speaking mouth, because obviously on social media you can't just talk as St. George Bank, you need mm. to be Sally from St. George Bank. And obviously the banks don't do it quite as well because it's blatantly obvious there's a team of 40 Sallys behind there. But um, <laughs> I not think, called Sally. if we're not called Sally, they're probably, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, if you're a small business or a soloist, um, it's about, you know, maybe picking the person in your small business or picking the side of you that's most sociable and most, uh, you know, out there and making that the mouthpiece for your business and really you know, sharing a little bit of that personal side of you as well. I'm not talking about, oh, I just went to the toilet or I just went to Cole's supermarket and bought some cheese, that kind of level. But I do think it's about, I had this experience, it made me feel like this, you know, Mm. sharing a bit more of that personal stuff. And I think it comes a lot easier to women um, than men. You find a lot of, you know, blogs for women that are kind of, spouting forth all kinds of of, of personal bits and bobs um, and sometimes maybe taking it a bit too far. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for men, they feel, you know, they've got to keep this professional veneer up and, and that by revealing any kind of failure or a mistake, which could humanize them, could actually damage their business. So... I think on social media and all the networks, kind of that, that, that human side is essential. Um, we want to feel that we're communicating with a real human rather than a perfect marketing mm. guru that has all the answers and has a perfectly worked out content strategy. Um, especially in our area with soloists, you know, we're not, we don't have teams of 30 people managing our social media. It's us. It's us. Yep. For 20, 20 minutes while the husband's making the tea or while your wife's got the kids in the front room you've got five minutes to write a blog a facebook Mm. update you know and i don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that and um you know admitting your imperfections as well you know the odd typo is not the end of the world and i think people worry that what they're going to write isn't perfect enough for them to put it out there but it doesn't have to be perfect
0: yeah that's, that's such a that's such a good point and to hear that from you is a as a writer and a very fine writer, is uh, is is very reassuring. I must say. Um, I was just thinking of um, oh, I can't remember. I read a lovely story. now. Who's the the um, the, the lovely sh- um, chef who was married to Charles Sarchi? What's her name?
1: Oh, um, Nigella Lawson. Yes,
0: Nigella. I remember a, yeah. a, a lo- reading a lovely article that um, that she was involved in, uh, where they were at a, a very big photo shoot of some of her cooking for. Um, a big cookbook that she was doing and you know all the teams of photographers and assistants and everybody there and under the cameras this gorgeous pie that she'd made uh, just sort of wilted and collapsed in front of all the 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 heat lamps and everything yeah and everybody went into complete flurry and drama and, and sort of catastrophe type situation apart from Nigella who just simply sort of moved forward stuck a piece of paper under it slapped some Um, butter on top of it and sort of bodged it up yeah and um and the the journalist who was sitting there with her sort of interviewing her for this piece said it's fantastic how you handle that and she said well look frankly if you can't handle a bit of fallen pastry you're not going to get very far in life yes
1: exactly (laughs) exactly
0: and I just thought that's you know so good to hear somebody like that saying it and you've you said a similar sort of thing it's okay to Make the odd mistake here and there, as long as your your sort of bigger purpose is is pretty clear. And I and I love this thought that as you've said there, this cult of personality. My final question to you is um in your and thank you very much for the, all the time you're giving us, uh I noticed that across your site you use some very sort of circa 1950s um photography sort of style for for your your persona, mm. how you show yourself. So you clearly put some thought into that and is, you know, if I see you down at you are you going to be wearing big glasses and a a big 50s hairdo or what's, how does that How work?
1: funny, I just literally yesterday wrote a post about that and the oh. fact that that uh, 1950s image has become somewhat of a cross to bear. Um, I had a funny experience with a client the other day who called me and I said to him, oh, you know, can I just ask why you chose to work with me? And he said, oh, you know, it's because you ranked, the two clients on the call, oh, you ranked really well on Google. I was like, oh, great. And his friend said to him, that's the lie, mate. You chose it because you thought you looked hot in the picture. And he was like... Oh, thanks a lot. You know, and it was really, really mortifying and embarrassing, especially given we were on Skype and what? I pretended my video camera didn't work because I was, I had no makeup on. I was just wearing a t shirt and jeans. You know, I don't sit with red lip stuck on with a pencil poking provocatively into my mouth <laughs> all the hours of the day. So, no, I mean I, I guess I like that that style, but the yes. real the real me is a lot more prosaic. Um, yeah. but the reality is, you know, these days I don't meet a lot of my clients. No. You know, most of the I look okay from the neck up, but just put a bit of mascara on and do a <laughs> Skype call and we're all good. Um, but you know, so no. I, I but again there wasn't a rationale behind that image I did the job for the, for the lady who did the shots, a lady called Sasha who runs Sherbet Birdie okay. and she did, me, she did me a contra for, for some pictures which Excellent. I just took because I loved her pictures mm. um, and that I've used them and they've really become standout because so many copywriters have these corporate shots which is like them with their chin on their hand in a nice cardigan looking like a writer
0: and that's where we'll leave this show from flying solo I'm Robert Gerrish, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're looking to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, you'll find heaps of resources at flyingsolo.com.au and a supportive community on our forums and Facebook. Thanks for listening.